Ain't you glad this morning he goes with you all the way? All the way? Not part of the way, but all the way. When I got up Monday morning, he went with me all Monday. When I laid down Monday night, he was right there. Had been there all the way. Tuesday, it was the same way. Wednesday, I found him to be the same God, amen, that he was on Monday morning. Thursday, when I was about midday and the devil showed up, I found the Lord to be right there, amen. I'm glad he goes all the way. Even in Friday, he's right there. Even on our lazy day of Saturday, he's right there. But I'm glad on Sunday morning, <laughs> he got up for me, amen. And I'm glad he's here this morning. He'll be there for you if you'll acknowledge him this morning. I'm glad he said he had a storehouse full of blessings if we would just ask him for them. You can go into a store that's full, the shelves are full. I never thought I'd live in a time when I'd walk into stores and see shelves empty. But you can walk into stores and they've got the shelves stocked. And you know, if you don't get something off the shelf, take it to the counter, check out. You'll never know what that was like to have that. You'll never know what it's like to experience that that's on the shelf. Well, the Lord's no different. He's got a storehouse. Don't come in the storehouse and just look around and say, yep, it's full here in the storehouse, but it's all for your taking. If you'll take some this morning, he'll bless your life. Amen. I'd turn over to Psalms 92 if I was you this morning. I've been wallering this message all week long, asking God to help me, show me what it's all about. And I'm telling you, me and the Lord's had a time uh, in, this, in this book right here. It's been a blessing to my life, and I hope it'll help you this morning. You pray for your preacher this morning. We need the help of the Lord. <clears throat> you find your place there, let's stand. The Bible says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen? And to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy loving kindness on our terms. That ain't what the Bible says. It says to show forth loving kindness in the morning. And thy faithfulness when? In the evening, night. Listen, upon instruments of ten strings, upon the psaltery, upon the harps, and with solemn sounds. Did we not do that here this morning? For thou, Lord, hast made me unhappy. Is that what the Bible says? Are we glad this morning to be in the house of the Lord? I think a couple of you are. I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord. He says, uh, through thy works, I will triumphant in thy works of thy hands. Triumphant means I'll be victorious in the works of the Lord. Amen. Amen. O Lord, how great are thy works and thy thoughts are very deep. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I ask you for a few moments of time. God, that you speak through these stammering lips. Lord, we feel the powers of hell trying to come against us this morning. But greater is he that's within us than he that's in the world. Lord, I pray that you speak through us today. God, to your people and help them to grow. 
I pray for those that are watching online this morning, Lord, that they'll get their Bibles, Lord, and they'll grow in you. God, help us in these last days to preach your word in a demonstration the power of the Holy Ghost. God, we thank you for your word today. Well, we ask it in Jesus' name and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. The Bible says a brutish man knoweth not, neither does a fool understand this. The world can't understand what we're rejoicing about, what we're praising him about, and why we're so excited. When the wicked spring as the grass, and when all the workers of iniquity do flourish, it is that that they shall be destroyed forevermore. Can I stop right there and say that it seems like a lot of times that the world is prospering in their wickedness. It seems like everything is working out for them and the Christians seem to be having a hard time. Wonder why that is. The Bible calls them a fool and they're flourishing in their foolish ways. But you know what? The Bible also says there's pleasure in sin for a season. <laughs> Let the tire and the wheat grow together and he'll do the separating. Don't get all tore up because those that are living wicked around you are prospering on every hand. We're not laying up our treasures here, but we're laying them up there, amen? Where moth and rust can't corrupt, nor thieves break through or steal. They've got their reward right now, but mine's a coming, amen? Amen, it's a coming one day after a while. I don't have to worry about getting it here. I'm gonna have it there, amen? And I'm glad along the way he blesses us on this journey. But he tells us to, to not get all tore up about it. These things will happen around us because they've got their reward right now. But in verse eight, he says, but thou, Lord, art most high forevermore. For lo, thy enemies, O Lord, for lo, thy enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. But listen closely, listen closely. But my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Somebody asked me a while back, I didn't know there was unicorns in the Bible. Matters of fact, it's mentioned nine times in the Bible. And it's not talking about fairy dust and pink horses and, and shooting rainbows like the world has uh, portrayed a unicorn. You gotta do some Bible history and digging and looking into this thing. And he talks about in nine different verses about the unicorn being a strong, mighty beast and if you think about an animal in, in this time that we live that has a horn on its head and is mighty and powerful, can you imagine in your mind right now what that is? Can you imagine for a minute what that is? It ain't a pink horse and he ain't shooting rainbows. But it's a rhino is what it is. And that's what he's talking about here, something strong and mighty. So let's look at that again in verse 10. He said, my horn shall thou exalt like the horn of a unicorn, and I shall be anointed with fresh oil. And that's why today with the help of the Lord, 
I want to preach on fresh oil. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need some fresh oil. We have gotten in a dead state as people of God. We've got focused on everything that's going on around us and we're all consumed by the news and the media and what a mess this country's in, what a mess this world is in, war and famine on every hand, people dying on every hand, Christians dying for the cause of Christ. Well, I ain't heard about it happening in America. They're dying all over the world right now for the cause of Christ. Just because it ain't happening in Kingsport doesn't mean it ain't going on. But I'm telling you, when we least expect it, it's going to show up here. Amen? I'll tell you what he said in the last days. These times will come. And these things would happen around us. And these things are predicted in the Word of God. When we see all these wars that's going on right now, it's prophecy in the Word of God. And it's a hard time to see all this stuff happening. And we're wondering what's going to happen next. I'll tell you what's going to happen next. The Lord himself is going to step out. He's going to call the church out of here. We're going to move out with fresh oil, amen, that he's put in our lives. You can have fresh oil this morning. You can put all this discouragement aside, all this suffering aside, and get your eyes focused upon the Lord. I wanted this morning, I started to bring a jug of oil and just just get excited this morning and throw it all over every one of you. It talked about anointing in the Bible. When, you know, David was anointed three different times. The Bible talks about when they anointed him, they put the horn over his head. They hollowed the ram's horn out. A ram's horn is pretty long. They hollowed that thing out, and they cut a hole right in the end of it. And they'd go up, and they put it over a king that was getting ready to become king, and, and they would pour the oil in, and the oil would run down and saturate the whole body plumb down to his feet. I wonder how many of you would come up and get anointed this morning if I poured this whole bottle on your head. We, we wouldn't want to do that. Why? Because we'd mess our clothes up. We'd be worried about our hair and this, that, and the other. But you know what the oil represents? It represents the Holy Spirit of God. There's no power in that oil, but it's what it represents. And we need fresh oil in our lives every day that we live. You and I need fresh oil. And I hope I can help you understand it. I'm going to leave that right there where you can look at it this morning. We need fresh oil in our life. Look at verses 1 and 2. The Bible says it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High, to show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. We need fresh oil in the morning. We need fresh oil in the noonday. And we need fresh oil of the night. How can we have that fresh oil in our lives? The Bible talks about how that we can be anointed with fresh oil. And so today, that's the first thing I want to talk about, the anointing of fresh oil in our lives. In 2 Corinthians 1, 21, the Bible reminds us, Now he which establishes us with you in Christ hath anointed us in God. When we came and got born again, I'm glad he put his Holy Spirit into our lives. He anointed us from the top of our heads to the bottom of our feet. He put fresh oil in our lives. 
And he showed us that we could, that we are his children. And I've given you a measure of faith. I've given you fresh oil in your life. Now you need to go and work on that. And a lot of people just want that first anointing. I'm good enough to go. That's all I need. Praise God, I'm born again. They don't read their Bibles. They won't go to church. They won't love their neighbors. They won't be a witness for Christ. But oh, I'm going to heaven. Let me tell you something, your oil's got bad. You need a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. In 1 John 2, 21, the Bible says, but the anointing which ye have received of him abide in you and ye need not any man teach you. Listen, he don't need to teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things and is truth and is not a lie, even as it hath taught you and shall abide in you. I'm glad the anointing don't rub off. I said the anointing don't run off. I was asked last night how far grace goes. How far God's grace goes. And a lady said, I believe you stretch God's grace too far, it'll snap and go away. I said, it's not the same grace I know that you're talking about. Because when I came to an old-fashioned altar and got born again of the Holy Spirit of God and he put his anointing and his seal upon my life, the devil's been rubbing ever since and it's still as slick as it was the first day he started. It will not rub off my soul. Amen. Now the devil will tell you it will, but I'm telling you this morning, if you're truly born again, you're safe in the Lord. Can I get an amen? You're safe in the Lord. But we need that fresh anointing of God. We need that fresh anointing through Psalms 23. Three, we read it there in verse 5 where David said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And he said, My cup runneth over. Why does that happen? Because it's to show the world, no matter how bad it gets, the Lord is always good. The Lord is always there. He'll help you if you'll lean on him, if you'll trust him. Our problem is we don't trust him with our life. We don't trust him with our problems. We'll do everything we can to try to solve the problems for ourselves when we just lean to lean on him for fresh oil. He has that fresh oil every morning. You know how the fresh oil happens of the morning? It happens right there. You get up out of bed, do whatever it is you do, get the, uh, uh, the matter out of your eyes, wash your face. You can get ready for the day or whatever you want to do. But before you start your day, it needs to start right here. I'm going to start before here, and I'm going to say, Lord, Lord, I, I sit down at my breakfast table, and I'm getting ready to eat my breakfast, and I got my Bible laying there, or my Bible lap, or whatever I've got, and I say, Lord, I pray that you bless this food I'm about to receive. God, most of all, bless the spiritual food that I'm about to receive. Lord, my soul needs it. I need that fresh anointing, Lord, of the Holy Spirit. God, speak to me. Give me what I need today. And then I'll open up the Word. And I begin to read. 
And before I know it, I'm reading and getting a fresh anointing of God. My cereal's getting soggy and, and, and all that mess. And I'm just getting in, all enthused in the word of God. My soul's being fed. All of a sudden, a fresh anointing comes from God. He begins to speak to me. I don't need the cereal now. I'm just hearing from God. And he's telling me what I need. You think, wow, I never did see that in the word of God. If you'll get with God, he'll get with you, amen. He'll speak to you and show you things. I'm to preach the word to you and tell you what thus saith the word of God, but you know what you're supposed to do this upcoming week? You're supposed to get your Bible out, turn to Psalms 92, and find out what the preacher had to say about it. And say, God, begin to speak to me, put fresh oil in my life, and show me what Psalms really means to me. Amen. Our problem is a lot of times that we just listen to the preacher and we don't do no follow-up in the Word of God. We have an obligation to receive fresh oil, but it has to happen in you. I can take this oil out here and I can pour it all over you. The oil won't do nothing, this natural oil. But I'm telling you, when you get a hold of that spiritual oil, It'll do something in your life. It'll change your life. It'll make you want to study the word of God. It'll make you want to love your enemies. It'll make you want to get closer to God. It'll make you want to come to church. It'll make you want to worship. It'll make you, when you hear the, the good news of the, of the word of God, it'll stir within you, and you want to raise your hands, and you want to uh, react to when you hear the truth. I don't understand why you worship the way you do. I don't understand why you worship the way you do. Because when he pours into my life fresh oil, it does something to me. It makes me want to walk right and live right and do right and be right before him. That's why we need a fresh anointing every day of our lives. We don't need just a fresh anointing, but we need that fresh flowing of the Holy Spirit in our lives every day. We need it flowing through our lives. We don't need to be stale and stagnant on God. Can I hear from you this morning? But we need to be moving for God. We need to be doing something for God. If you're not doing nothing for the Lord, I encourage you this morning to get busy for God. I want you to read your Bible. I want you to get excited. I want you to bring your family to church. I want you to bring your kids to Sunday school. I want you to bring them to youth. I want you to find out what's going on at the house of God. And let the Holy Spirit of God flow through your life. I don't understand why my life is a mess, why my children are a wreck, why my grandchildren are going astray. How long has it been since you've had a fresh flowing of oil in your life? Let's get real personal for a minute. Sister Brenda, I know there have been times in your life driving down the road, listening to a good gospel song. And that Holy Spirit of God snatch you right up and squeeze on that heart, and here comes that fresh flowing. <laughs> you're trying to drive, and you're tearing up, and you're like, I don't know what to do next. And you're just like, whoa, thank you, Lord. And somebody's driving beside you like, what is going on with her? When you got the fresh flowing of God going on, you could care less what's going on on each side. 
you get spiritually minded. And you try to stay focused so you don't die. But that's happened to me a lot. Driving down the road when you're listening to the right music. <laughs> the Lord will even flow through you when you listen to the right music. Instead of achy, breaky heart. <laughs> Ain't that real old? <laughs> when you listen to the right things, God can flow through you. Amen? He's wanting to do something in our lives. He's wanting to do something in your life that he told me this week that you need to get ready for. Now, this is a personal, you can take it as a warning. You can take it as a advice. But the Lord told me to tell you all, you better get ready. He's about to do something. It might be in you. It might be in me. It could be in the church as a whole. I don't know. But I wouldn't waller down on my face this week in this message of God pouring it out on me and showing me what he wants to do in people's lives for it not to mean nothing. I'm telling you this morning, he wants to flow through his people. He wants to bless his people. In verse 4 he says, For thou, Lord, hath made me glad through thy works. I will triumph it. I will have a, a victory through thy works and through thy deep thoughts. Lord, flow through me. That's what our prayer is. In John 7, 38, he says, that he that believeth on me, as the scriptures has said, out of his belly, that's what the Bible says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living waters. That's the good news of God. When you're studying the word of God, you can't wait to call somebody and tell them, man, look what I found out in the word of God. It's really spoke to my life. You ladies need to call one another. You need to encourage one another. When God speaks to you, call one lady that's discouraged and say, let me tell you what God done today. Amen. And let that anointing flow through you to them. We've got a lot of ladies in this church needs help. They need to be encouraged. They need to be lifted up. They go through a lot. They put up with these men. They need some help. They need some prayer of what they have to put up with. I'd run half of you men off if it was me. <laughs> you ladies ought to say amen. <laughs> but we got a lot of good men in here and love God, and I appreciate every one of you. And we got to work together. When God speaks these things in our life, share it with one another. I'll get out in the building sometimes, be studying. God will begin to show me something and really speak to me. I can't wait to run back in the house or I'll be down here at the church and can't wait to get back home so I can get her aside and say, I gotta tell you what the Lord told me. And I'll be so excited sometimes to tell her and she's like, yeah, he already told me that. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> well, you're not getting it the way I got it. But she'll get excited too. And we'll talk about the goodness of God, you know? Or she does me the same way. I'm talking about a fresh flowing out of our bellies. John 15, 8, the Bible says, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. That's, that's talking about that flowing. When we're being the witness that God has called us to be, we're abiding within his anointing and we're allowing it to flow through our lives. 
And therefore, there's the evidence that God is using us as the children of God. How you know you pass from death unto life? Because you love the brethren. Whether you know them or not, you love them and you pray for them. And we got technology that you don't even have to go to their house. You can pick your phone up and, hey, brother, I just want to tell you I love you, praying for you. Don't send it if you didn't pray. You pray for them. I just prayed for you. I wanted you to know that God put you on my heart. Man, what a blessing God has given us. Quick technology that we can use. Used to, they'd have to travel on horse and buggies and, and walk across mountains. Our grandparents used to walk across the mountains to the church houses to get there to worship. They didn't have technology like this. Look how far God has brought us. And we'll just cut, cut the flow off. God tell you something, you just keep it all to yourself. I, I'm not going to tell nobody. They're going to think I'm fanatical. You know what we need to be? We need to be a little fanatical for the Lord. Amen? We're living in the quietest world we're ever going to live. Hell is going to be an awful place. The noise will be so loud that it will be deafening and your eardrums will not pierce. And when we get to heaven, we ain't going to be floating around on clouds wrecking a harp, as Hollywood has portrayed. So let's get the rainbows and the unicorns and the clouds and the harps out of our vision. That's not the way it's going to be. There's going to be a rejoicing like we've never rejoiced before. I'm glad I'll never have to preach another message again. Not that I don't like preaching. I love to preach for the Lord. But I know one thing. I'll have a voice that I can sing and I can sing forevermore and give him the most perfect praise that he deserves, amen, when we get there. Every one of these preachers will be out of a job, amen. It'll be good when we get there. But while we're here, we need this fresh flowing of God. He wants to work through our lives. Not only do we need the fresh flowing, but we need an overflowing. <laughs> we need an overflow. That's what we need. Ask God what Vickers needs. We need an overflow. Not of people. I love to see this building packed out, putting seats out every week, fill the choir up. I love to put all the seats back in the choir, fill it all up. We couldn't get everybody in, and it couldn't park everybody, bought extra property, fill it all up with me. I'd love for that to happen. But I want to see you overflowing with the Spirit of God, whether there's 10 or 15 of you. I want you to come in and say, I couldn't wait to get in the house of the Lord. Let me testify what he done this week for me. He's been so good to me. He's touched my children. He's touched my husband. He's touched my wife. I just want to give him praise for who he is. That's how you should feel. And when you stop doing that, then you can get excited about them. Somebody else getting excited. Bless them, Lord. Bless them good. And you get all excited about them being excited. And you watch the spirit start moving around the room from breast to breast. It starts moving like a hurricane and a tornado. Next thing you know, everybody is feeling it. Everybody's rejoicing. And it ain't about the feelings. It's about because he deserves an overflow of praise. He deserves it. You know what this ain't? 
You know what church ain't? It's not a Dollywood or a, a Pigeon Forge or a Disney World production. It's the house of the Lord. We're here to worship him. It's not in me. It's not in these. It's not in any of these. And it ain't in you. It's all about him. Did you come this morning to serve or to be served? I think we've got it backwards. A lot of times we come to church to be served. We sit on our seats and say, well, Lord, bless me if you can. I'm just here to see what's going on. Well, the music wasn't that good today. I didn't care much for that message. That preacher seemed like he didn't get excited at all. He's just a little mundane today, a little stale. I hate stale bread, don't you? And I hate a stale message. You can tell if a man been with God or not. My wife's even walking out on me. <laughs> Bless her, Lord. But we need to be ready. We need to be ready. Did you get up and pray this morning? Say, Lord, I'm ready to serve. Or did you say, Lord, I'm ready to get served today? Guess what? This ain't a restaurant. And it sure ain't Burger King. Have it your way. I'm calling them all out today. Give me a few more minutes. We come to worship the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. When we don't worship, we're holding back the floodgates of heaven. It's all filled up. And he wants to turn it loose this morning. He wants it to happen this morning. But I'll tell you what. You can hold it back. We don't need to hold back on God. We need to overflow him. Let me read this to you. I'm almost done. In verse 12 through 15, the Bible says, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in his house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Are you planted this morning? They shall still bring forth fruit in their old age. You that are older, that will make you feel good today. Knowing that we still can be used of God even in our old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright he is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. He is our rock this morning. In Ephesians 3.20 says, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Did you catch that? According to the power that is working in us. Is the Lord working in your life? Where are you at in the Lord today? I believe our Christian life is like walking up steps. We can grow or we can stay where we're at. And the Lord is such a gentleman, he's not going to make you come up these spiritual steps. You can stay down here on the bottom as long as you want to. There's fresh oil here, and he blesses here. But I'll tell you what he does. When you step up to the next level, 
now that anointing starts flowing instead of just sitting there. And you can be used on this next level tremendously. People will see you growing in God. They'll say, hey, you seem like you're happier. Things are working out. and you're, What's going on? Well, we've been going to church. We've been doing what we could for the Lord. And we're, our church is growing. And we're excited about See how it's flowing in your life. Now you're starting to be a witness for the Lord. And all of a sudden, if people see this going on in your life, and you step up to the next level, which is the overflowing. Now you're really starting to be a witness for the Lord. You're going out and talking to people, inviting them to come to church. You're starting to see them come to church and all of a sudden God is starting to do a lot in your life. It's called an overflowing of his Holy Spirit in your life. But there's so many that never ever get to this place because they're happy right here. I'm happy with what I got right here. This is no commitment right here. I can feel good about who I am in Christ. God is still using me right here, but there's so much more. I've been here almost five years now, and I've watched so many of you grow in the Lord. You started here. You're already up there. You're already looking for more levels of overflowing to work for God. We'll come up with things we want to do here at the church, and I have the same 10 or 15 people. I'll do it. I'll take it on. I want to do that. We can do that. Let's do it. And they're excited. It makes me excited. I'm thinking, wait a minute. You're doing 10 other things. I don't care. I'll do it. And I'm like, Whoa. what about everybody else? We want you to get involved and get in this overflow. Now, the devil wants to step you down and step you out of the way. Because if he can get you down and discouraged and out of the way, then all that can't go on. And all them lives that you're touching, just like you all sitting right here, all these people around you, if you reach out and touch all the way around you all, look how many people you'd be touching. That's the way life is. You touch about 10 people every day in your life. Are you making a difference in their life? Are you letting the Holy Spirit of God flow through your life? Is it overflowing in your life? Or are you just kind of staying a little stagnant right here? I'm telling you, this is what God told me to tell you today. He's got a storehouse full of fresh oil. But it will never amount to nothing in your life until you take a lid off of it. I said, God, begin to pour into me what you would have in my life. It may be a little painful, and it runs into those cuts the devil put, in, put on you. It's a little painful. The Lord says, that's okay. <laughs> he can rub on that real good and take care of every bit of that. I quote it every week. You should know it by heart by now. There's something you got to do. If you want this overflowing of the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God, you're going to have to come and lay some things down. You're going to have to come and make things right. Does, does Christians go wayward on God? They sure do. Do they get out of his fellowship? They sure do. Do they say things and do things they shouldn't do? Absolutely. What does that do? It hides the oil in their life. 
And then the world looks at them and goes, wait a minute. They're just like me. They're acting just like me. What I need the Lord for. If the flowing of the Holy Spirit is working in your life, the world will look at you and see a difference in you. It's the truth this morning. God is wanting to do something in somebody's life in this room today. That's why I'm not yelling, jumping, and hollering because he told me to get really serious with you all this morning. This may be the last time he ever asked you to do what he wants you to do. But it's up to you today to find out which level you're going to be on with God coming this week. Well, now you're trying to scare me, preacher. No, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm giving you exactly what the Lord told me to give to you. Vickers Chapel cannot go to the next level for God until some people step up into the flow so that others can step up into the overflow. And when that happens, you ain't seen nothing yet of what God's about to do. This week in my study, I began to walk these pews. I began to pray for every single one of you. I came down here at this church. The Bible talked about in the scriptures where Moses, uh, I think it was, anointed the pews of the temple and prayed over those pews. That everybody that came in, that sat in those pews, and, and they could feel the presence of God. I came down there, down here this week and prayed over every single pew in this place. And I walked back and forth, and every one of them, praying for you. And I remember there was a pew here, I think it was right back there last week, wasn't nobody in it. And I walked over and I said, God, if you would put somebody in this pew this week, God help us that vicar will be like an overflow for those that are coming. God, they'll feel your presence. And then I go to the next one and the Lord would remind me who was sitting in this pew. And I'd pray for them. I prayed for your family this week, brother. I appreciate you all being here. I prayed for you all this week. I mentioned each one of your names this week. And I asked God to meet with you and help you and encourage you and do something in your life that I can't do. I can encourage you. I can love you. And I can push you and ask you. But until we get serious with God, it'll never happen. Nothing will ever happen in your life until you get serious with God. He wants to move. He wants to save your children. He wants to save your husbands and wives and your mommies and daddies. But it'll never happen until you get in the overflow for God to work in your life. But you can stay where you're at. And it'll be just like it is right now. 